Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that you can feel the incredible love that you are when we take time to come within and to be still and to be silent we feel that great love bubbling up from within so as you join in this space today just take a deep breath and as you exhale coming into the stillness that you are feel your love, and your light. You are love. I'm Loren Gailey, and today I am so pleased to offer this very special episode. We are with a psychic medium. Her story is remarkable. She is a very special person in what she's gone through on a physical level. A couple of near-death experiences Um, She survived leukemia two times and now has a foot in both worlds, the spirit world and the physical world. And today, Jane Dance is here to talk about angels and spirit guides and her own personal journey as her life as a medium. Let's welcome Jane Dance to Quantum Conversations. Hi, Jane. (laughs) Hi, Loren. Thank you so much for having me. I love your name. Is that your <laughs> real name, or did you change it along the way? Yes and no. It It is actually my real name. I was married. I got married. Uh, that was his last name, and divorced. So I got married and divorced for the last name. So I just kept it. And so what it a beautiful name. name. Yes, Jane Thank Dance. You. Dancing on the waves of love, dancing on planet Earth. <laughs> what a gift then from your husband of the past. Beautiful. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I would like to say that for those who are listening today to this episode, if you would like to interface with Jane, she's going to be taking callers. We're going to hear a little bit of her story and what's up with her life as a medium. But if you're on the call, 
or if you'd like to be on the call, go to AcousticHealth.com and under Quantum Conversations, click on Live on Air if you're not already there, and you'll come to the web page and join by either web call or phone call, and you can interface with Jane and ask a question, one question, and she simply just needs a first name, and you'll be on your way. So that is coming up in our episode, but first, let's talk about Jane. Jane, this is remarkable. Um, Surviving leukemia twice, as you share your story, I want to put the big perspective on when this happened in your life. It happened in a great gateway, the gateway of 2000. Share your story with us, because that was really your awakening. It it was, definitely. Um, Just to backtrack a little bit, my my dad, he died of brain cancer in 1996. And he was a scientist, he was a geologist. Yes. And he's... Him and I are the only people in our family that have ever had cancer. And um, then when he died, uh, I wasn't feeling very well. Uh, Probably in December 1999, I wasn't feeling very well. And it just progressed along. And um, by the time March 2000 came along, I was misdiagnosed four times by four different doctors. Um, And I had, you know, I had... Um, bruises the size of my legs, uh, 20-minute nosebleeds. Mm. I'd brush my teeth, and you wouldn't know I had any toothpaste in there because I'd only spit out blood and a lot of fatigue. And eventually, I was given a blood test. And I remember seeing, the doctor said, you know, you need to go to the hospital And I remember being in the hospital in the emergency and it was really busy and a nurse was talking to me and she had my file and there was an emergency. So she threw the file down and I just decided to pick it up and I read it. And although I don't understand medical terminology, it said um, something like irregular cells or leukocytes or something like that in the blood. And I knew then and there that I had leukemia. That'd be scary. Was that scary for you? Absolutely, right? It, you know, it. This might sound strange, but it actually wasn't. It was more okay. relief that there was a reason behind these strange ailments mm. that I was having. Okay. So I had moved. I moved into the hospital, and I mean, literally moved into the hospital. I lived there for three months in March, well, from March, in 2000, sorry. Uh, I lived there for three months. I was very, very, very sick. When I hear about people these days that have cancer and they're walking around and they're breathing the air and they're going shopping and, you know, living, I didn't have that luxury. I lived in the hospital three months. Uh, I ate there, slept there. Everything that could go wrong did. I had infection after infection. I had blood clots in my neck. Um, I was sick a lot. I dropped probably 20, 30 pounds. I stopped eating. Um, At one point, the doctor said to me, he said, it looks like somebody took a cheese grater to the inside of your mouth because I had so many mouth sores. 
and you just stop eating because everything tastes like nothing. And when I'd go out on day passes, I would return in ambulances. I remember two times where, it's interesting, once in 2000 and once in 2001, but um, I had gone home for a day pass, which is luxury. It's just so wonderful. And I had lost my hair. Um, you lose your fingernails. Like, it, it's just chemo's awful. So I had gone home on a day pass. And I wasn't feeling very well, not feeling well, that was an understatement, but um, I began to get sick, you know, just getting sick, like vomiting. And then I stood up and I started to get really dizzy. And my mom actually, she could see that there was something wrong and she actually pushed me against the wall. So I slid down the wall because I was fainting. Mm. And uh, when she called the ambulance, so with chemotherapy, everything is heightened. Your sense, your sight, your smell, your hearing, everything. And when the paramedics came, I remember lying on the floor in the hallway of my home, and the paramedic whispered, I can't find her pulse. And I heard that, and I just said, don't worry, just keep looking, it's there. Like, I'm still, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, they found it and I was taken back to the hospital and I wasn't allowed to leave until I stabilized. So then three months later, I was discharged. The the leukemia was gone and I was told that I would have to have either a stem cell transplant or a bone marrow transplant. And because my body is very different, I have a rare blood type. And the type of leukemia that I had was uncommon for someone my age. Um, That leukemia was more geared towards children and more treatable. So uh, I had to go. So I wasn't free and clear from the hospital after being discharged. I had to go back every month to have blood tests, to see how my body was doing. And then I graduated every three months. And then you graduate every six months. And then in June 2001, I went in for a blood test and I didn't come out because the leukemia had returned. And this time it was in 70% of my body, 70% mm-hmm. of my body. So I was taken to, um, a a lot of my memory is missing. A a lot of it is because the chemotherapy that I was on, the first round I was on a trial and it was on, I had it for 24-7. So when one bag drained into my body, and it's cold going in, it's just very cold, just a cold liquid going in. As soon as that bag drained, they hung up another one. And I remember, I could be wrong, but I remember maybe three days worth of chemotherapy went into my body, and then I got burnt from the inside out. Mm. And um, that, that's pretty painful. Yes. So, but now I get really good tans because of that. 
But um, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Silver lining. Mm-hmm. Silver lining. So then the second time when I was diagnosed, I lived in the hospital again for three months. And um, again, I had infection after infection. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I um, had something called a central line, or it's, it's, it's also known as a heart catheter, and it's this, instead of IVs, they stick it straight into your heart, and then it's got three little tubes sticking out, like it just sticks out of your body. And I had multiple of those because I kept getting infections. And then I had multiple bone marrow aspirates where um, basically what they do is you lie on your side and they stick a needle into your, um, into your thigh, basically, to see how much bone marrow you have or to see, you know, how much cancer is in there. So I had multiple of those. And then um, one night, and I was told this by my family years later, that one night my family was called for my sister and my mom was called to my hospital room to come quickly because I wasn't going to make it through the night because I was just so sick. And I'm sure that that was terrible for my mom. And my sister, because my Mm -hmm. dad was in the same hospital and he was on the same ward Mm -hmm. three years earlier. So I don't remember anything of that, but I did survive. And I ended up having a bone marrow transplant from an unrelated donor, and she lives in Germany. So she was a 100% match Some nurses I've talked to, that is very rare. So she's the same blood type as me. There's eight markers that she had to match within my body that she had. And then to top it all off, she's blonde hair and blue-eyed like me. And she's psychic. Ah. So um, a day after I received my transplant, I went home on a day pass. And that is the very first time in my entire life that I had ever felt whole. I had always felt, I don't want to say empty, but I felt like I was missing a part of me. And when I got her bone marrow, I felt whole. And eventually I was discharged. Mm -hmm. And I remember the doctor and I were fighting And good fighting, not fist fighting, but good fighting. And he said to me, now, Jane, chances are very high that you're going to relapse. So when you do, come back and we will look after you. And I said to him, nope, I'm not coming back. And he said, "I, I understand, but when you do, come back and we'll look after you. And I said, no, I'm not coming back. I don't like this food, I don't like the smell of the hospital, I don't like the like the, the blankets, you know, everything just smells funky in hospital. And he said, okay, but you know, and I said, yeah, but you know, and I never went back. And so a few years later, I just, I don't know why, I was just drawn to Google 
the cancer that I had and the, the blood type that I had just to see what the life expectancy was. I, I don't know why. And what I read was that the life expectancy is five years, and then something like 86% of people who survive five years, if they, if they survive that, they can live for one more year. So that's six years, and, but that's a 25% chance of survival. Well, this July 31st, I celebrated my 19th year post-transplant, and I've never had cancer since. Yay. <clears throat> Ooh. Wow. So congratulations. So with this, this, so the bone marrow, the psychic ability, we're going to get there. I wanted to share though, before we move on to that, that's the really main gist of our show today. But when you looked at overcoming this illness and mm-hmm as it puts you on your path, are you able to determine what it is that you needed to see or view or understand or get out of your body? Were you able to understand that from that level of a reason or what your 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 action was to overcome that? Well, I, you know, when I was originally diagnosed, uh, because I had only seen my dad die from cancer. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was to experience having cancer. And my dad had said that it was harder, uh, it, was, it was harder for him to see people looking at him than it was to actually have cancer. And I agree with that because I likened it, and this might sound very strange, but I likened it to having a cold. So the word, the thought of dying never actually crossed my mind. I thought, oh, yeah, okay, I'm in the hospital for three months or whatever, you know, that's fine, but I'm coming out of it. So the word, the thought of dying never crossed my mind. And I remember a nurse telling me um, there's, you know, two kinds of people that when they get cancer. The first kind is, oh, my goodness, I have the big C, I'm going to die. And they can't even say the word cancer. And she says, and then they do. And then the second kind are like, okay, what are we going to do about it? And so she, you know, put me in the second category. But I just, I think this, just not thinking that I was going to die, it never crossed my mind. And the second time I was in the hostel, I actually had a Reiki master that would come in every single day and do Reiki on me. So I feel that that plays a big part in why I survived. We know that Reiki really has been instrumental in opening people to their spirituality in Mm -hmm. in so many different ways that it's hard to describe, but the Reiki is a gateway. And so... When you became psychic then, you know, your dad had passed a few years earlier. What was that like for you when you had your first psychic experience? Or was it your first? I mean, was this something that you had as a child and shut down? Mm-hmm. Or did it come online after that bone marrow transfusion? 
Well, I, I was born psychic. I'm, mm-hmm. I have just always been this way, but I, I feel that when I went through that journey, it just basically blasted open the doors to my mm-hmm. abilities. Um, yeah. And I remember being in the hospital and seeing spirits. Like, granted, I was on a lot of drugs. I mm. just kind of joked that if you turned out the lights, I would glow green, you know. But um, You did see spirits there when you were living I did. in the hospital there yeah. both times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there was one. I've had a... I, I grew up in a very haunted house. and uh, Was it an old house? Uh, not really. It was built in the 50s, I believe. So it wasn't that, oh. it wasn't like ancient old. Okay. It just had a very bad history to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of negativity to it. And there was a male spirit that was quite scary to me that lived in that house. And he came to the hospital room and he would sit in a chair and just stare at me, which was terrifying. Yeah. What was you your own? Yeah, okay. What um, was that like then? I mean, <laughs> did you it just horrible. shut it off? I mean, would you just, because it's so real for you, right? You're seeing it. It, It is, definitely. Um, it is very real. Like, he was sitting in a chair lunging forward at me, just eyes wide open, just glaring. And um, And this was a person who had already crossed over. Yes. Not a living yes. spirit. Okay. We'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So he, um, so I guess, you know, every time I closed my eyes, I would see him. And so I would just keep my eyes open. Or if I mentioned it to my family or to friends, my my sister would go to the nurse's station and say, oh, she's hallucinating. You know, because my sister is not well, I don't know if she's a believer or not, but so then, you know, the, I would get a different medication to put me to sleep so I wouldn't have to see the spirits. Uh-huh. And interesting, though, you said you would keep your eyes open because you wouldn't see him when you closed right. your eyes. So your third eye, you're seeing him through your third yes. eye. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, and I thought if I keep my eyes open, I, I just won't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're so full of drugs at that point that keeping your eyes open is virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so yeah. then the next phase of the journey then, you know, here you are and these talents, these gifts are opened up even more through this process. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we've got a question coming in here that'll lead us on a really interesting um, discussion. What would you do then as you're picking up the pieces to your life? You can look and say, wow, I see things a little bit more. Um, Was was that what it was like? Like you you go home and you're living in your life. Um, How did you balance your ability to walk in both worlds like this? Well, it took me quite a while to um, become, I suppose the word would be healthy, uh, because Mm -hmm. I have lost 
20 pounds. So I lost my muscle mass. Um, and I'm kind of stubborn, so I want to do things on my own. Um, so uh, I, re- I remember where I was living, I was having a lot of spirit activity. Uh, yeah. Particularly 911 kept phoning my home. Oh, that's <laughs> very odd. strange. Okay, yes, so this is I the house. Okay, this yes. is the house that was um, with the negative influence. Okay, and so you're back in it. And not, what would nine one one dial like the reverse nine one one something like that? So the the phone would ring, and it was a particular. It was like ring, 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 ring. Mm. And I remember picking it up, and they said, "This is nine one one. Do you have an emergency?" Oh. And I'm just looking around, and I said, "No." And um, uh, they oof. said that somebody dialed nine one one and hung up. And I'm like, "Well, from that house, from your house, wow." From that house, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you living in this house alone? Um, no, I wasn't. But when that happened, I was alone. And then a few years later, I moved out of the house into a condo, and again, I received a nine one one phone call. In the same the same manner, and I was home alone when that had happened, and it was a completely different phone number. What is so, your thoughts about yeah. that? Did did was this the same spirit? I, did you ever identify it? I didn't, um, but I felt that somebody was somebody in spirit form was wanting me to know that they were there. Yeah. You're I like don't a feel lightning like rod. An emergency. Okay. Yes, I am. Yeah, you're like a lightning <laughs> rod because they know that you get this, probably because of the way that you reacted. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like to say that I'm everywhere that I have lived, there has been spirits. But then I started to learn that I'm actually haunted because, like you said, I'm a lightning rod. Spirits see me and they're like, ooh, let's go talk to her. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So, um, so I, as I became healthier, um, the activity wherever I lived increased. And um, I eventually learned to put boundaries with spirits. Um, just like you put boundaries with people. You know, you wouldn't expect or you wouldn't allow somebody to walk right in, right up to your face into your personal space. Mm-hmm. Is you get that weird tingly feeling, and I did the same with spirits that I just learned through friends and acquaintances and just my guides saying, "Ooh, let's put up a boundary here." Mm-hmm. And I always ask for my abilities. I always say, "Let's blow this wide open." I always—that's the term I say. I'm like, "Let's just blow this wide open." Because I want, um, I always want to see what, or maybe not what, but how much more, or I want to experience everything with my abilities. I I just want to experience it all. I just want it to all come at once sort of thing. And so it is a fine balance to learn, um, oh, this has appeared. What does this mean sort of thing? It's, It's definitely... It's definitely a learning curve. 
definitely a learning curve, a learning curve mm-hmm. that you have, you know, that you're well past 19 years mm-hmm. later with it. Well, okay, so here you are. You've got the ability to see not only people who have crossed over that are disincarnates, right, that have made maybe not made it to the light, and I'm mm-hmm. certain that you help people cross over into the light. We can talk about that. On the flip side, you're also, you can also be a medium for people who are still on the planet and also angels mm-hmm. and spirit guides. So can you identify how you recognize the difference between all of these? Again, we're talking boundaries, that you set the boundaries but you can mm-hmm. tell the difference, right? You can feel a difference. I can, yes. So because I am a high vibrational person, people always tell me all my life that I look like an angel or I resemble an angel. Uh, I remember even being in the hospital and I had, my, the nurse thought I was asleep, but I was faking it, but I had my eyes closed and I had no hair. And I remember her saying to my mom, she looks like an angel. But mm-hmm. um, because of all of that, I can connect with people's angels and spirit guides. Just, I, I just have that ability. So when I get somebody's first name and their permission, it's like I can stand within their energy field. And this might sound a little bit complicated complicated but my spiritual team my guides my spirits my crystal beings they talk to the clients spirit guides their team and spirit and then they relay back to me and I translate to the client so with a living being um, it's just that I just get the first name and then I can feel I can feel the weight of how the person is standing in the, on the earth. So it could be that they're grounded, you know, they could be too grounded, which might seem strange. They may not, they might be floating above the earth. They might be floating an inch above the earth. It's really difficult to tell. But with deceased people, again, with their first name, okay, so a living person I can make it a little bit easier. So a living person, it would be like the person is standing next to me. So their energy feels, uh, for the most part, it feels present. It feels um, quite solid is what I say. So it, it, you can tell, you know, if somebody's standing behind you and you can feel that, that's mm-hmm. how I feel that person to be. Mm-hmm. But a a deceased person, how they feel to me is, again, with their first name, that they feel like they're off in the distance. So if we were standing on a football field, well, maybe I don't know the terms of football. Maybe that's not a good, good choice. But um, we can use miles. So if I'm standing at zero mile and the living person is standing next to me, a diseased person will feel like a mile away, so quite the distance away. 
And then sometimes their energy is strong and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So now, can you clarify between a disincarnate, someone who has not made it into the light yet, and someone who's deceased but crossed into the light? Is there a difference there as well? So the disincarnate, they feel, to me, they they often feel... Um, translucent it's just it's very difficult to explain but they feel like they are in the in between they're neither here or they're neither there it's mm-hmm. just a lot of time they just feel like a name on a piece of paper is how they feel to me they don't have any there's just a lot of confusion around them there's a lot of um static energy around them you know they feel to me like as if they are stuck in their own thoughts. That's how they feel, that they're not, uh, they're not uh, recognizing what's, look, what's around them, that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they and might then, not even know that they are dead. That's true. That's right. true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, Very I interesting. Just, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, a spirit that has crossed over into the light, um, for the most part, they feel happy. They always just seem so uh, yes. very free and very happy. Um, they don't ever tell me how they died because it doesn't matter. It mm. doesn't matter to them, and it doesn't matter to me. But they just feel, you know, very joyful. And I've had people say, they, you know, they'll ask me, oh, can you tell me about this person? They died whenever. And I'll be like, oh, you know, they feel so happy. They feel so full of life. They feel so full of love, just so free. And the person's like, nope, that's not them. And I'm like, but yes, it is. Like, this is, you know, I'm not saying you're lying, but but how they, they're not showing me how they were in life. They're showing me how they are in death. And I remember recently reading somebody that this happened to, and the woman kept saying, no, that's not whoever it was. And then the the person that had crossed over was in the light. She showed me an image of her uh, standing behind some really tall legs and, like, making herself really small. And I said this to the client, and she said, yep, that's her. Uh-huh. So... Um, <laughs> So, unfortunately, that spirit had to go into the body of or into the memory of who she was when she was here. And it was an unpleasant memory. You know, Mm. she had lived in unpleasant life. But for the most part, they feel happy and carefree to me. Free. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. So Jane Dance is a psychic medium. She has been sharing her story. Now we're going to move into a phase where she's going to take a couple of questions. If you are on the phone, you can hit star two to raise your hand. And one question, Jane offers personal sessions. What we're going to do right now is just give you guys a little taste what Jane can tap into. So star two will raise your hand. If you're on the um, 
Instant Teleseminar here, our webcast. You can also join by web call, just your computer mic, and that will allow you also to raise your hand and ask a question. Again, please keep it at one question. We won't be able to do follow-ups here because this is not a personal reading. Again, we'll talk about readings with Jane, what those are all about, and you have the opportunity to purchase uh, a personal session, a personal reading with Jane. She's also going to be teaching a course on intuition, and we'll talk all about that. For right now, here's a question. I think we did answer the question coming in about how you can tell <laughs> who you're dealing with, if it's a a live person or a disincarnate, and we hope that was helpful, Patrick, for your mm -hmm. question there. And let's see. So, Brenda in Myrtle Beach, if you would like to jump on the phone call or the web call, just go back to the page that you joined, and you'll be able to do that. Right now, let's go over to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and this is area code 269. It looks like Melissa. Is this Melissa? Phone caller, area code 269. <clears throat> All right, we'll move right along. Next phone number is Boca Raton. Oh, wait, there's Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Okay. Hi. I was talking. I don't know what happened. I guess I was, I don't know. Sorry. Your phone was muted, but you are here now, and you're loud and clear. So, um, you, so, so again, Jane, share. You need the person's name of the person, yes. Melissa's name. Perfect. And and Melissa, I just need your permission to read for you today. Yes, you have my permission, Jane. Perfect. Thank you so much. And what is your question? Um, can well, I okay. Um, I'm wondering if okay. I just went through a like I got scammed and I lost all my money and I have this huge debt that has come up and I just wondered if um, <clears throat> hoping maybe my son would have some creative. He's on the other side. Maybe have some creative idea or have some advice for me to maybe, um, okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I really, what is your, what, what is it? What is your son's name? Uh, his first name. Ben, Benjamin. Okay. <clears throat> so as soon as you came on to the phone, I felt like I was holding my breath and I feel like I want to run. Um, I feel a lot of anxiety. I wrote down rush anxiety. So I feel like that this is coming from you. Um, and it's funny because I'm taking shallow breaths, like for breathing. So if you could take a great big deep breath in, that would help me and you. That would be wonderful if you could do that. So um, the interesting thing with my readings and I'm not too sure why this is, but there's always synchronicity with clients. So it's either the day before, um, a few hours before, or the time of. So Benjamin is not a popular name, and I had just given a lady a reading uh, yesterday or so, and her son's name is Benjamin. So wow. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it happens, but it does. Okay. So, so your can I ask how old he is or how what age he was when he passed? My age. Okay. He told me twenty six, so maybe he didn't like being twenty eight. Okay. So <laughs> he just um, was young. He was anyway. He was a bright spirit. So. Uh, as we're talking about him, I can see Benjamin putting his hands on your shoulder. Oh, I'm starting to get goosebumps, so that's confirmation. So he's putting his hands on your shoulders, and it's like he is breathing. Oh, I'm getting lots of goosebumps. That he's breathing warmth into you, um, and I feel like he's breathing calm into you. So uh, you said you wanted to know how something creative to get through the death. Um Okay, he's making me feel like he is running. He doesn't even want to talk about the debt. He's making me feel like he is running warm water through your body. So it, it would be like stepping into a really warm, delicious bath to soothe, to soothe your body. And I feel like he is going to be, oh, he's making me dizzy. He is going to help you because he knows that you are, he knows about this debt. He knows. And he knows that this is too much for you to wait to, to bear, to hold, to carry. Um, so I, he's making me feel like I keep hearing, I've got this, Mom. I've got this, Mom. So because you have been asking him for help, he is on it. So although I'm not telling you a creative way to release this debt, I feel like Benjamin is going to bring you creative ways, ways, because now he is one of your spirit guides. So, if you can, <laughs> keep breathing deep breaths in, because huh? that is going to help him load money to you. Does that make sense? Repeat yeah. that, please. Keep breathing. You want her to keep breathing that keep in. Deep, in. Mm-hmm. That in because, yeah, keep doing the deep breaths in because that will help the flow of money. So if you're taking shallow breaths, it's like you're halting, you know, yeah. shallow breaths, worry, concern, anxiety. Yeah, constriction. Constriction. So it's yeah. going to constrict the flow of money. So keep taking deep breaths in. Okay. That's I feel like Benjamin, he's on it. He's on it, mom. I I'm on it, mom. <laughs> mm. That's so sweet. So he's going to he's going to lift that for you. Oh, that's really beautiful. And I just when you said that because my spirit died, like some really like big energy just came I felt it like come into my body and I just felt really grounded like real like solidified said that that was really so that when you said that that you felt this really warm energy come in and I got the word hug And and the the warmth and the warm water, you know, all of that was it, it's it's 
significant, even in the physical, because I've been, I'm like freezing and I'm, you know, I don't even like to talk about it, but I'm like living outside and I'm cold. And like, I, that was so comforting because it was like feeling like, oh, he knows. And he just, you know, he's offering comfort and warming me up and just, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just makes me feel wonderful. So I'm really grateful. <laughs> oh my gosh, and I'm laughing. So thank you. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful sound to our ears, Melissa. Yes, it is. Yes. I, yeah, it's like like things just shifted and they feel lighter and like, um, yeah. I'm yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And um, yeah. I really, Jane, I really, I really want to, you know. I'm going to have a miracle and have a session with you. <laughs> Perfect. You want and this was you're very really, welcome. This helps me to, you know, really know, yes, that's the thing you need to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how comforting, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Very and this comforting. Is, this is the great shift in the transformation that a little awareness um, what that awareness does from a session like this. Beautiful, oh, Melissa. Huge. Huge. You're right. You're, oh, my gosh. Thank you for taking my call. I just feel so blessed. Thank oh. you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we feel that, and we feel your son, yes. Benjamin. That's so beautiful. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, again, it, it this is this is where the healing comes from, right? It could be so painful, but an experience like that, that connection, you can never take that away. You can never unfeel it. And we're feeling mm-hmm. that connection there with Melissa and Benjamin. All right. Let's let's move on. We have a few more callers. Again, we're going to go back to Boca Raton, Florida. Now it's time for you and this looks like Martine. Hi, caller. Oh, hi. Hi. What's your that name, please? <laughs> Martine. This is Martine, yes. You are Martine. Okay. okay. Hi. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, hi. Thank you for this call. Uh, I have a question for... Um, oh, oh, what's her name? Sorry. Jane. Jane, uh-huh. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I have a question <laughs> for her. Um, I am... I uh, I work at the mental health organization, and I've been bombarded by dark energies, and I've had tons of clearings, and they still to come back all the time. So when you spoke about boundaries earlier, I said, oh, wow, I'm interested to know how to stop this, you know? Actually, I'm leaving okay. this job because of this reason, too, because I'm going somewhere else because I've been bombarded too much with and I spent so much yeah. money on clearings that I always get that back and take them home with me. It's like a, it's a fight. It has been a fight for me. So how do okay. you see that? Uh-huh. And I have permission to read for you? Sure, yes, yes. Okay, perfect. Okay. So, um, so the energy within your name, um, the first word that I'm being shown is depleted. So I know that you did say uh, that you do feel exhausted and that um, you have negative energies around you, but I feel like mm-hmm. you are um, 
completely depleted. And how I see that to be is, uh, you know, if you, some people, some girls write with their words in bubbles, and then they, they color in the bubbles, but your name, how it's written, the color, the, the bubbles are empty. So it's just the outline, I can make out your name because of the outline of around the letters. So uh, do you resonate with being an empath? Because I just saw energy yes, going, I, like, I shooting straight told, into your yeah. heart. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I was so, told that I was an empath. I'm an empath, yeah. Okay. So to make boundaries, what I do is, um, okay. So what I do is I will speak to them and just, so if I don't want them to come into my bedroom at night while I'm sleeping, I will say, you are not allowed to come into my bedroom while I'm sleeping. You are not allowed to come into the bathroom with me. You are not allowed to come into the shower with me. You know, you're not even allowed to come into my house. And I okay. express it like I mean it. So, um, yeah. and then the ones that don't listen, I get mad. Like, <laughs> I will speak in a harsher tone at them and I will tell them to get out. So, mm-hmm. for these negative energies, um, so a lot of times I will wear hematite bracelets, which when I do readings, which protect the aura and they ground you. But because I feel like you are a revolving door in a sense, that one entity comes in, you get rid of it, then the next one comes in, then you get rid of it, then the next one comes in, you get rid of it, so yeah. on and so forth. I feel like um, it's fine. Your, your team and spirit just showed me it was like you were standing on a metal plate. And this metal plate and it's all symbology with my readings, but this metal plate, I feel like it's like somebody gift, gifted you that metal plate with ill intentions for you to stand on. And you're standing on it, and it's like you become a magnet. You become magnetized to the negative energies. Um, mm-hmm. Do you smudge the bottom of your feet? If I do what, I'm sorry? Do you smudge the bottom of your feet? So take sage and burn it. Oh, no. When I do it, I don't do it on the bottom. I don't do it there. Okay. I just do it around my body. I have to also try doing that, too. Okay. Okay. So I feel for you, I'm being shown like a, a smudge stick, and you're actually smudging the bottom of your feet. Uh, I, uh-huh. I, I'm i not 100% sure, but I know that there are chakras on the foot, although I don't quite know where. But I'm uh-huh. being shown that you are smudging the bottom of your feet because I feel mm-hmm. like your feet are where these entities are being sucked into. Mm, Do you yeah, have foot problems? I, I feel them on my feet all the time, yeah. I feel them at the bottom of my, Do you my have, feet. <laughs> yeah. Do you have foot problems? Like, Do you have, uh, I don't know, like cramping feet or do you have problems with your feet, like aching feet? Not really. Okay. Like sometimes I, I cannot sleep because of that. They, they bug me into when I'm sleeping. Okay. I am just being shown that it's important for you to smudge the bottom of your feet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. I will do that when I get home. 
is there a possibility for you to, to clear me or your angels to give you clearing now? I I don't do clearing. No, I don't do clearing. Oh, you don't do clearing? Okay. Nope. I was just going to say, it's funny because when I see you walking, uh, okay. uh, so I walk, I see you walking in bare feet. A lot of times spirit shows me people in bare feet. I'm, I'm not sure why that is. I think it's just because there's a connection to the earth. But as you're walking, it's like there's um, a being, I'll just say, and he's got his hands wrapped around your right ankle and you're pulling him unknowingly and then there's another being hanging around your left ankle and you're pulling him as you walk so i just keep being shown for you to smudge the bottom of your feet it's just like you wouldn't walk through your home with muddy feet and so smudging the bottom of your feet just means that you're cutting off the energies that you've been walking through throughout the day and you don't bring them into your home Uh uh-huh yes so I need to do that, and then um, do I need to um, clear before I get inside the house? Because the fridge is inside the house. Maybe I should keep it in my in my car, and then do it before I. I don't see how I can do that. Uh, maybe I'll take it and go outside. I, I would definitely like clean, smudge your home. You know, whether it's with sage or with music, crystal bowls, even just singing. Um, fresh air, all those wonderful things. Mm-hmm, but I'm being specifically shown that smudge the bottom of your feet, whether it's in your car before you get into the house or just at the threshold or at, do it before you get, go inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's important for me to walk, to walk barefoot as well, you said? No, I'm just showing people oh. as barefoot because um, to me, it just when you're barefoot, you're connected to the earth. Yes, I've heard that before. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you so much, Jane. You're very welcome. Thank you, Martine. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. So very, very interesting. We can see how readings can really go all different directions um, and different perspectives. Very interesting about the feet. You know, it brings up um, uh, Micronesian. I lived in Micronesia in Guam for um, almost a decade and they have a tradition the Micronesians they don't let their baby the newborn the infants touch the ground the earth until they're one years old wow so I don't know if there's any correlation to that or what but it 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 is interesting as you mentioned that entities come in through the feet I know we're there's going to be several people smudging the bottom of our feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and so then routine. what do you have to say? I'd like to clarify so that this isn't a freaky thing or creeps anybody out because the key is with Martine, she could tell there's um 
things that she's aware of, right? And so if people mm-hmm. were to come to a session with you and then you see it, that helps bring that awareness to it. But the own, our own energy, what do you have to say for, like you said, when you say, you, you'll say out loud, you are not allowed to come into my bedroom. So if people are mm-hmm. feeling weird, like waking up in the middle of the night, there could be a protocol that could be done to really keep our energy clean, our container clean. Can you share anything more on that in addition to what you said earlier? On how to keep your energy clean? Or Yeah, what can you say about that? Like if we're feeling like, wow, like I know entities, you could feel little energy or jittery. You mentioned you're not allowed to come into my bedroom. You're not allowed to come into the bathroom, right? That's one way. But are there other things that we can do? Is it really, is it the shield of Archangel Michael? What would you say people can do to when they feel their energy drain or something that they can do to fortify themselves? It's definitely um, particular. Like it's it's more okay. So yes, you can call an Archangel Michael. Me, I surround my home in crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine is a Reiki master, and she gives me treatments every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have a. I know a lot of my friends take salt baths to salt to baths. remove salt baths. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bath person I don't fit in the tub but um, uh, even just listening to music like I listen to music every day every single day whether it's you know meditative mind music or you know my favorite music anything like that and actually before I came on to the call with you I um, was guided to I did it I listened to a quick meditation uh, to, uh, sorry, it was a quick meditation, quick psychic meditation. So I did that. So there's many different um, tools, many different ways. Yes, mm-hmm. many different tools. It's just whatever it's, resonates with you. Yes, and it, it's really raising your vibration and not sinking yes. into fear or worry or doubt. Uh, the fear and the worry is actually a, a portal in for that as well. All right. Enough of my questions here. Let's go to another person because this is really fascinating. Jane Dance is here taking calls. We're going to go to Kim. Kim. Hi, Kim in California. You are unmuted. Welcome. Hi there. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Jane. Hi, Hi. Kim. Hi. Can you hear me? We can. Yes. Good. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I do give my permission to be read. Thank you. Um, I have been, as you talk about the listening, um, receiving the messages from those that want to speak with me, is there, I've been trying to journal. That's really what I've been focusing on. And I feel like I'm, not I feel like, I mean, is there anything that I, any guidance I can get or someone to help me? I'm sure they're all willing to help me. Um, give me some advice on how to be more open to receiving that. Okay. Um, 
see more open. Uh, so for me, as I was, uh, I, I didn't have any spiritual mentors. I just, uh, for me, it was trial, a trial and error as to what works and what doesn't. And mm-hmm. um, because I'm a very blunt person, my guides are very blunt as well. Mm-hmm. And it might sound strange, but it's just as easy as asking to be more open, you know, and just mm-hmm. letting go and trusting that that is going to happen. Um, so I liken the third eye to being obviously like a window. But some people, if you were to put some blinds on the window, some people are too open. So everybody can see in and they can see out. And so when you're too open, you will attract everything and everybody under the sun, good and bad. So if you want to be, you want to be more open, you know, say that you want to be, announce to your guys that you want to be Mm -hmm. more open. You can start doing intuitive games um, just to build that awareness. Uh, A game that I like to play, I still play intuitive games, is uh, if I'm driving somewhere and there's a car in front of me, I will focus on the car in front of me. Not the person driving the car, but the car itself. And when we come to an intersection, I'll think, oh, that person's going to go right or the car's going to go right. And then it will or it won't. So the more that you do it, the more you're opening your intuition. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people's intuition, it's like the blind is turned so that they can look out and people can't look in. Um, So you are... You're open but protected. They're like, you're open but protected, Jane. So you're open but protected. Um, do you have questions like how to open your, your intuition? Or because no, everybody, I, I... do you know how you receive your intuition? Like, do you feel? Do you see? Do you know? Yeah, I do feel. You, you feel? Okay. Very much so. so you're feel like, is the strongest. Sometimes I hear, but feeling, okay. feeling like just knowing is very much my strongest indicator with my emotions so you can also, with that. So you're like me. So you're a clairvoyant um, because I feel. I, I do all of them, but feel is my main one. But you can start mm-hmm. writing a journal. So if you get a feeling, you know, whatever it is, write it down. And then wait for it to happen because chances are it will. And that will give you the the confidence and the trust that what you're feeling Mm -hmm. is right. Um, And I know a lot of people, me included, I would feel something, I would know something was going to happen, and then the doubt would kick in. And then you'd be like, no, you're wrong. But I knew. So I would recommend writing a journal just of the things that you feel. That is so interesting (laughs) because as you're saying this, I'm thinking, What's what's interesting about this is I wait for words. I don't. I haven't connected that I should try to write what I feel, even though it is my strongest. <laughs> and then I and, think, and well, you know, you're thinking about it, so it, it comes through. It's just so simple, you know. <laughs> it is, and, and you know, if you're waiting for words, like occasionally, 
So my visions, I will get maybe one or two words. Some, it's very mm-hmm. rare that I will get a full sentence, but mainly I will see an image. It's like a movie is playing in front of my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes the movie is really fast, and I'm like, can you slow that down? I can't speak that fast. So, you know, you are in control of your yeah. – you're in control of your abilities. You're in control of how you feel things. And maybe once you start writing down the, your feelings, how you feel things to, to be, you know, maybe then the next step they'll start showing you words. And mm-hmm. then once you've mastered the words, maybe they'll give you taste. And then you've it's mastered so that. Try. That's oh, really, definitely. really interesting. Um, because before I even knew what, before I would have even correlated intuition um, to what was happening, I would explain things I did that didn't make any sense to anybody as, well, I was compelled to do it. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that would actually be a, a better place to start than sitting and waiting for words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is for sure. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. And thank you for the intuitive game. I, I'm i always looking for the, the three digits, and I, I literally can write them down as I'm, getting home and, and have a story told to me. Um, but I haven't, the game would be fun. That's an interesting thing to do. So yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Thank you, well, thank Kim. You. I Yay. appreciate being called on and the information <laughs> and the smile you put on my face. Thank you. Thank you. And much love to all on the call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Awesome. We have time for a few more callers, but I first want to talk about an upcoming webinar that we have with you, Jane. The date is Mm -hmm. on our webpage, so um, follow along if you'd like, listeners. You can click on the special offer button. Uh, There's actually two things. In the special offer, you'll see the psychic reading, but there's also a course, and these courses are $33, and they are lessons on how you can improve your intuition. This one is how listening can increase your intuition. So Jane, talk a little bit about this webinar coming up. That's a great way for people to learn more about their own innate abilities and hone them even stronger with someone like you who already knows how to do it. You're a great teacher and a great guide for this. And so that's two hours um, and it will be recorded, but what are we going to learn in that one? Okay, so um, as I said earlier, I, I didn't have a spiritual, spiritual mentor to learn what my gifts were. I just, I had asked, but nobody showed up. But, so I just learned this along the way. And so a lot of people I find feel, like how Kim has just said, she is waiting for words to show up. So I feel that a lot of people think that intuition is just um, like in the head or in the third eye, but it's actually how I feel that it's actually expanded out to the environment around the body. So it's, you know, listening to the emotion. Like um, Mm. when I'm angry, electronics go crazy. (laughs) So I have a very difficult time with electronics. So I'm affecting that, right? So it's the intuition. Yes. Um, it's 
uh, I can give a quick example that uh, just to explain to help explain the intuition. Uh, yesterday, I was getting this scratchy feeling outside of my body, like in the air around me, and I had to go and um, renew my car insurance. It's not; it doesn't expire until the end of December. And I really didn't want to go outside, but the scratchy feeling of like the air around was just scratchy. And it was just, I kept saying, I'm not going out today. I'm not going out today, but it, it intensified. And so I was listening to it and like, what is the scratchiness around? And I decided to go. And then of course there's construction outside of the building. So making it difficult and the scratchiness was intensifying. It was intensifying. And I just kept listening and listening to it. And when I made it into the building, I actually received a 10% discount for driving under 5,000 5, kilometers in the year. And then I actually received another discount for renewing my insurance 45 days before it was to expire, which I didn't know about that one. So uh-huh. had I not listened <laughs> to that scratchy awfulness, it was awful, but I'm like, okay, okay. I wouldn't have received that that other discount. So intuition, I feel it, it expands beyond our actual physical body. It expands into our, our emotions. It expands into the environment. The environment speaks to us. So that is pretty much what the course is about. Okay, so very interesting. And this is really tuning in to our physical body as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just paying attention to everything about our own energy because that is information and then knowing where, what is ours versus what is not ours. Yes. When yes. you were dealing with the scratchiness, so you felt it like something, so it was like edging you to take action, right? You just knew, or you were following it, it the thread. Was. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and that's actually the first time I felt that scratchiness. scratchiness. Um, it was just like um, rubbing up against a prickly bush. That's how it felt. Interesting. And it was like, it's not a pleasant feeling. I don't recommend people do that, but um, it was just this. And I had plans, like yesterday, I am not going out of the house. I've been out of the house every day this week. I'm not going out. And then it kept coming up, kept coming up go get your insurance. And I'm like, it doesn't run out until December 27th. I don't need to do it. Mm, And then that prickly sensation. (laughs) That's listening. That's listening. That is listening. That is listening. And And I received two two discounts. Yes. This is our way to abundance. So it's almost as if your guides, your higher self, is actually giving you the information through your body. So that's really what we're mm-hmm. talking about here is tuning in yes. to, and even you and I, when you and I got together, we did a pre-call and mm-hmm. you were saying something, feeling a little apprehensive. Mm-hmm. And then when we talked, we figured out you were actually feeling anxiety yes. that I was going through. Yes. Right. This was before yes. the U.S. election. And I'm an empath, and and everyone was feeling this pre-election anxiety, and you picked up on that. Wow. And And see, isn't it? Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say that happens all the time. Um, when I read somebody, it, it, you know, it happens all the time. And um, I will, like a day before, I will start feeling how the, the person is feeling or I'll be, um, like I read a lady a couple of days ago and for two whole days I had anxiety and that's not me. I don't have anxiety. And mm-hmm. I was freaking out and stressing out and just, I'm like, and I said to myself, just remove whoever this, belongs to take it off of me does it's not mine take it off take it off ah and when we connected i said to her um, i'm just curious are you like have you been really anxious today or do you have nervousness and i'll write down stuff before i actually connect with the client and she said yeah i'm going through a couple time i have ptsd mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay now i understand mm-hmm. so it's just it is just listening it's I find it, I don't even know how it happens. I, I I find it fascinating. I'll be the first person to say I don't know how this happens, but I find it fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> the first person like I have no idea. Yes, <laughs> and you know this goes both ways. It really does. I had a dream, a very vivid dream, where I um in the dream I looked in my rearview mirror and there was a police car with the lights. And you know that feeling like in real life when mm-hmm. that happens, you kind of catch your breath. <laughs> Yes. In the dream, I woke up and I was like, oh. and do you know that very same day, I'm in my car, driving on the highway, and, and at this point where I'm going to get into the HOV, high occupancy vehicle lane, but it's only for motorcycles at this point, and I know, I know in my truth that I'm there three miles earlier than I'm supposed to, but I get in the lane anyway. As I'm getting in the lane, I remember the dream, but I mm-hmm. overrode it. I did it anywhere. Oh, and guess what? There's a motorcycle cop <laughs> with lights on behind me. It was real. Oh, dear. And so that's just a case in point of we can pay attention to the signals or we can ignore mm-hmm. and override the signals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very true. Let's pay attention. Let's learn how to listen. All right. So if you would like to join Jane, and I'll be there with Jane, if you'd like to join us in this webinar, uh, it's going to be really fun, and it's all available now. You can sign up and register for that. That is an event that's coming up. The date is on the webpage, and it's recorded All of these events are recorded so you can enjoy the information in the container, in the group energy, whether you're live or listening to the replay. It's really quite beautiful how special these are. So that's coming up. And again, if you'd like a personal reading with Jane, Jane is Mm -hmm. opening her calendar for that. So we've seen a little bit about what goes on in these sessions, but tell us how long these are, and we can see what you do in just a few minutes with people. Wow, we've got a whole session in line. So tell us what that's like for people. So my, I offer one-hour readings, and I, um, so as you can see through what I do, I have no control over the readings. So... Um, Usually people, so my readings are an active conversation. So we talk about whatever. And as we talk, the client's angelic team talk to me. And then I translate what I see to the client. Um, there's really, I, I have no control where the, where the conversation goes. 
sometimes people will have a specific area that they want to talk about, but spirits like, yeah, this area is fine. Let's talk about this elephant in the room. So I like to say that I dredge people's souls and I bring to the surface what, what needs to be healed and what needs light. So I have been told that I can alter people's DNA. And again, I don't know how that happens. I just accept that it does. Um, so each reading is just very different. But everybody has, for the most part, people have told me that they feel so much lighter and healed and euphoric um, after a session. I don't know what else to say, but that's yes. <laughs> and we saw that we saw that today, right, with Melissa and yeah. the the great love that that connection can never go backwards. There was great healing, there was great transformation, and so this is perfect. And you really help people who want that connection. They want resolution. They want to know someone is okay. They want to connect with their guides and angels even more. So if someone comes to you and they don't know who their guides are, are you able to help them with that? I'm generally not. I find that, um, you know, I don't even know who mine are, and it doesn't really – I know who certain spirit you guides are. Mm-hmm. I, I do hear them. So I only hear one voice and it's just very monotone. There's no, I can't tell if it's male or female. It's just one voice that comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think that each each person's team has a spokesperson and that's the spokesperson that talks to me. So yeah. generally I'm not <laughs> told their names. I'm not told who they are. Um because I feel that that is mainly a human thing. It's, um, but to spirit, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter who we who they are. Yes. But sometimes, if there is uh, a deceived loved one who, that comes through, sometimes I'll see the word grandma, or grandmother, or mom. I won't get the actual name until the yeah. client gives me the name. Okay. Yeah. Very, very interesting, and we thank you so much for being available, for sharing your gifts and um, this communication, walking truly with a foot in both worlds, the physical and the spirit. All right, so Jane Dance is opening her calendar for these personal sessions. Is this um, good? Are you booking now? So if someone orders, they're going to get in in the next week or so? Uh, Yes, I am booking into December, and I am taking this weekend off. So I will be answering emails on Monday. Great. Okay, so um, when you get your – when you purchase Jane's special offer for a personal reading, you're going to email her and um, get that all scheduled. And so go ahead and do that and sign up. And also, again, the Mastery Empowerment Course. Again, these are to increase your intuition with Jane Dance. Both of those items are there and available for you all really to 
you know, connect with your higher self even more. Do this inner journey with someone who has skills to give you that translation of what the spirit realm is offering you. So thank you for that. All right. Well, we have another minute here. Let's go to, I think it's Bryn in Philadelphia. Bryn, you are unmuted. Hello. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Now you're unmuted. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Bryn. It says Bryn, but it could be someone else. We have our caller, area code 26267. We can hear you. Hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I can't huh? believe this. I'm just eating dinner with my son, and then I hear my name, and we're listening to you. This is unbelievable. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. Okay, Jim. This is amazing. Um, hi. Um, my hi. name is Bryn, and I'm really excited, as you can tell. And, um, yep. yes, um, I have to give you my permission to read me. And Thank I'm you. serious about <laughs> Yeah, sure. And um, – I'm curious about my dad who's passed over a couple of years ago. And so I was hoping that you might have some insight or feedback or anything about him. I talked, I try to talk to him, but I don't, he's, he's given me signs before by um, knocking over lamps, which I think is hysterical because he broke some lampshades, but um, that's all I'm going to ever really get from him. And what is your dad's first name? It's Bill or it might be, it's, you know, William, but Bill. Which name did he, was he known more by? Bill? Um, Bill. Bill. Okay. Okay. So, and how long ago did he pass? Um, 2017, uh, June 2017. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> your dad has, how he feels to me, um, okay, I don't know if this will make sense, but they're showing me that he has good stock. So he comes from good stock. So he has, um, he feels very proud, very strong is how he feels to me. Um, and the interesting thing is I can feel how people are, how they stand in their name. It might sound a little complicated, but it's like he lives his whole existence within the B of his name and then the I-L-L, he just kind of tosses to the side. So he feels very, there's certainly the word rugged, so I, I don't know if that resonates with you, but he just feels very strong, very, what I'd like to say is if he was standing in person form in front of me and somebody came and ran at him, they would fall off and he would still be standing strong. So he has really good solid weight and strength to him. Does that make sense? Um, well, yes. And interesting, you brought up the stock part because my last name is Bauer Sock and it actually means farmer stock. And, oh, my goodness. And Jer- okay. Yeah. Wow. So spirit tends to talk through me, uh, they use my words whether I know it or not. Because a lot okay. of people say, oh, I can't believe you said that. This, that, and that. Okay. Um, so, you're looking for... Um, I feel like your dad is... You said that he knocks over lamps. 
and he's actually having fun doing that. He's showing me, yeah, uh, like he's turning his head like a little kid and kind of sniggering, like he 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 kind of thing, that he's <laughs> having fun doing that. Um, you need to tell him to stop breaking the the lamp, the lampshade kind of thing. <laughs> I don't feel like he actually means to break the lampshade, but he doesn't. He's having. I heard he's playing with his power. So he's having fun being in spirit form, which might sound strange to some listeners, but he is having fun. Um, He feels very, um, you know, just very protective and very fun-loving. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he feels. (laughs) So I, I feel like whatever... You know, he's having fun manipulating energies. He is. And it, it's not malicious. He's not doing it to be mean, but it's like, oh, look what I can do. Hey, Bryn, look what I can do. Oh, I knocked <laughs> over that. Yep, I, I take credit for that. Yep, that was also me. That was. So he is very happy that he can communicate to you like this. Great. And he's he's making you feel like everything that you say, he's like, watch your words. Watch your words. And he said it very, you know, like, watch your words, because everything you say, he can hear. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Does he, I I don't know, like, is there anything he wants to say to me about, like, what I'm doing for my professional career thing, or am I investments a smart idea, any feedback that he might have in that because he was very sad, savvy and smart in those areas. What What do you do as a career? I'm a coach, and I also have um, my insurance, uh, life insurance and health insurance licenses, and I only got those because he did that, and I got those two months after he passed away. And I guess okay. carrying on perhaps him, I'm not sure. Um. So you do life insurance and health insurance, you say? Yeah, but I'm also a okay. coach. Um, yeah. I'm writing life insurance, health insurance, and I wrote down coach, and he's like, yeah, just cross off the coach. Really? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. because, you are, because you are daddy's little girl, you know, that, oh, yeah. that you are. So you are carrying along um, – the word coach has very little energy to to it, how I feel it to be, because I can feel energy with words. And life insurance, health insurance, I couldn't write it fast enough because he's he just said cross off coach. So wow. um, with you doing the insurance, uh, in a sense, you are in a partnership with your dad. Only your dad is in spirit form. And he is making me feel like you are in a partnership with your dad because you just said that that's what he did and he, you're, you know, carrying it on for him. So when you go to the door or um, if you're talking to somebody, he's actually going to be standing next to you. And he, he showed me like he's in a suit and he's dressed to the nines and he's very proud and he's like, we've got this and we're going to do it and they're going to sign. And like he's just very invested, which is kind of funny because when you buy life insurance, you're invested in it, but he's, he's just very invested. 
He's like, wow. post, you okay. can do that on the side. You can do that later. You can do that later. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Okay. He's <laughs> funny. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you, Bryn. And so isn't you so you said that you got this um insurance job after your dad transitioned? Correct. Yeah. That was a gift. Isn't that amazing? I've seen that yeah. time and time again. This is some of the gifts that come to us. I had it when my mom past and wow it's just really interesting and there your dad doing it for you awesome mm-hmm. yeah so he's mm-hmm. going to be with you every step of the way yeah basically wow. your partnership yeah it is it's really it's it's, it's wonderful thanks dad thank you you guys i appreciate it <laughs> thank you bryn thank You're you all right Wow, Jane Dance, that was amazing, watching you work. And we are already out of time for our episode today, but we're excited about the event that we have coming up with you. And we're going to have you back again. We're going to bring you back, and you can chat more with our audience and help them heal and answer questions and really connect to the heavenly realms. Yes, beautiful. Well, as we say goodbye today, Jane, I want to thank you one more time for the beautiful information. (laughs) Welcome to this beautiful community. We are excited to learn from you and to be guided from you. And as we close, would you like to share anything that we might not have mentioned yet today that you feel prominent at this time? Uh, I also read animals as well. So I can also read living or deceased animals. And again, it's just by using their name and um, a picture. A picture is not necessary, but um, so if anybody wants their animals read, I can also do that as well. Yes, wonderful. That is pretty popular with our audience as well. We know people who are definitely pet lovers and miss their pets, so that's perfect. All right. Well, the way that you can connect with Jane Dance is here on the special offer button. Both of those items are available, a reading as well as a course coming up soon. Jane, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been a beautiful quantum conversation, and I think that we are all feeling connected to our loved ones on the other side. Thank you. Thank you. This is, uh, it's been such a great opportunity, and I appreciate every, everything that you do and everything that everybody does out there in the world. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Oh, we appreciate you, and we appreciate all you listeners. We are here creating new earth, and so we say, hold your vision of new earth. Hold it, and you will be inspired. You are surrounded by guides, angels, and the spirit realm who are assisting Mm -hmm. you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Loren. I appreciate you (laughs) so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thanks. All right. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we like to have a little fun. So just get up and move your body, feel your energy, and send your new Earth vision across the universe to the cosmic heart. 
Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.
Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key.